Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another awesome, amazing episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, we have Elise Archer, and we are talking all things sales. Sales can be one of those words that some people love, 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 love because it drives money and revenue and it drives new clients and it enjoys relationship. And it means so many different words. But for a lot of people in life, sales can be a little scary, a little daunting, especially when we get into it for the first time. Maybe if we need to tweak up our processes, maybe if we're into a new product too, if we're trying to, maybe especially in this hard market, a time when we're trying to be able to diversify what it is that we're bringing to our our clients. So today we are going to nut down, talk to Elise Archer and talk about sales. Elise, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you coming Um, on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Um, And we can, like I said, in the pre-chat, we can go anywhere you want to go with this, but I love the conversation about sales and women really winning in sales as well. So looking forward to it. Well, I love it. So you have a great program called Superhuman Selling, and we're going to mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about that a little bit more in depth. But before we really jump into that, tell me a little bit about you. How did you get into this space that you are in today? Sure. I think like probably most entrepreneurs, my passion for my business and what I do now really stemmed from a challenge that I faced early on, which was when I left, um, when I left college and I went into the corporate world, I actually went into media and advertising sales. And what I found in that space, I was very driven. I was very competitive. I, what I didn't realize at the time was I had a lot to prove and there was a lot of validation mm-hmm. I was seeking from external yeah. sources and that showed up in my work. But I just remember feeling so out of alignment with how I was being told I needed to show up to sell in order to be successful. And so things like, you know, don't leave until you get the sale and hard close and very transactional methods of selling were taught and embraced. And it just felt so off, but it was the only thing that I knew to do. And so I did it. And I found myself in my late twenties, having created, I would say a a career and a life that I thought was going to make me happy and successful. I had six figure, you know, six figure sales career, top of the leaderboard at work. Um, and on the outside, I looked like I had it all together, but on the inside, I was struggling with crippling anxiety, panic attacks and eating disorder. And I was so out of alignment with my truth because I thought I had to show up differently than I really wanted to in order to be successful and have the results I was looking for. So you reach a point, I think a lot of us can relate Um, in different ways. Sometimes we just reach a point where there's so much pain where we are that we're like, you know what? I'm open to doing something different. And I went on a journey and I started seeking to find, is there a different way that I can be successful as a woman in business, make the money I want to make unapologetically, sell the way that feels right to me and, and build relationships that feel good, but also be successful in sales. And I started mentoring and working with incredible female mentors who were had a very different perspective on selling than I'd been taught in corporate. And when I started implementing what I learned and I started studying um, and going deep into also power of the subconscious mind and even quantum physics and kind of down the rabbit hole there, I went from having been stuck at the same level financially for over a decade, working really hard, but I could never break past the six-figure mark no matter what I did. Um, to literally within six weeks of embodying what I was learning and practicing, I was able to turn my annual income into my monthly income, achieve transformational results. And so what I'm passionate about teaching and empowering women now is this concept, like you mentioned at the beginning of superhuman selling, which is to me the pathway for exponential growth. And it's not about, it's not actually about working harder. It's not about grinding harder. It's not about a hard close or a push. It's about learning to show up in your business and your life in a way that's truly authentic to you and the truth Mm. of who you are. Um, And then from there, we create exponential results. And I'm happy to dive into more of that. uh, No, I think that's huge. Yeah, no, and we will. We will, because that is, 
I think, and I just wanted, you hit the nail on the head when you said that there are so many programs out there that I think people listen to, or they have people in their lives and mentors or coaches, if you will, that push them towards that push people towards an inauthentic way to sell or an inauthentic methodology, maybe even selling things that are not necessarily best for the client, right? To be able to upsell, cross-sell, do all these things. And I think when people get really tired of sales or they get really even scared of sales, right? Just being scared. If you're scared in the front, if you're tired on the back, wherever it is that people are on that journey, I think it's because a lot of that is because they're not selling to their authentic self. I think there's so Mm. much energizing that comes along with that authenticity of process that I think that um, sometimes we need to take a look at if we do find ourselves in that struggle bus, right? Why are we there? And then recognizing that we are there to me is the first step. And I love what you said that was specifically about you knew what you wanted. You wanted to unapologetically get there. Those are huge words and those are huge. And then you said, how can I do that? I think that awareness of knowing what we're looking for and knowing that we're scared, tired, burnout, whatever process we're in with that is huge huge. I think that's really, really important. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think there's a few things I would say um, to what you just shared. And for so long in my life, I thought it had to be a struggle. And I would really encourage everyone listening, like check in. Do you just assume it has to be a struggle? Do you assume it has to be hard for you to hit your nest goal? Because we're taught that and we're conditioned that. And we're taught and conditioned if it's if we're not hustling, if we're not grinding, if we're not burning the midnight oil like I did for so many years when Mm I um, thought that I had to work so hard to make more money, then we're not worthy to receive. We're not going to hit our goals, et cetera. What I have learned and really embodied, and again, this just, it comes from working with great mentors is number one, I decided I'm not available to struggle that I achieve my goals. It's not that I don't put in work, but there's this concept of the big three that we teach in our programs. And this is what I found. Like I said, I was stuck for a decade, like trying so hard to break past a certain income threshold, getting up at 2 a.m. to work in the morning. Because like I said, I was competitive and I was seeking validation from outside of me. So I thought I've got to work really hard to be stay at the top of the leaderboard. Um, no matter how hard I worked, I could never break through a certain income threshold. When I learned and applied these three things, everything changed really fast. And so the big three for women to achieve superhuman selling results are number one, you have to learn how to reprogram your subconscious mind to achieve the results that you want. Neuroscience shows that's responsible for 95 to 98% of our results. And so this is missing in most of what we're doing. And we can have the right strategy all day long. But if we have a belief system that I don't earn more than a certain amount or it's not safe for me to be visible, which a lot of people have, but don't realize mm-hmm. then your, your subconscious actually won't let you take the steps you need to take to achieve the goals you want to achieve. So that's number one, reprogram your belief system about to actually get you in alignment with what you want. Number two, you've got to shift your relationship with money. We have so much junk about money and receiving, especially as women. And we know a lot of the women who come into our community don't realize they've got trauma around receiving or they've been made uncomfortable receiving in the past and they will actually energetically block receiving money. So we have to really, really create a beautiful, healthy relationship with money. So you feel worthy to receive what you want because your level of income will never exceed your level of self-worth. And then number three for women is how do we align your masculine and your feminine energy? So we all have both types of energy, men, women, whatever your gender, we all have both types. Most women are almost completely in their masculine and they don't realize it. So if you feel, just check in if you're listening, if you feel burnt out, exhausted, overwhelmed, depleted, some of those things you were mentioning at the beginning, Teresa, I know without even having to talk to you, you are in your masculine right now and you're too far in your, (laughs) you're too far in your masculine. It's a sure sign where you're just, you're doing the process, it's structural, it's linear, you're grinding it out, you're making the calls. That is, um, it's like having a glass of water with no water in it. Mm. It's you're totally dry and depleted. So feminine is about receiving restoration, um, relationships, enjoying the journey along the way. And so we get our women 
back into a state of balance where they're able to integrate both their masculine and their feminine. Um, and from there, it's a radically different process when they're selling. So this foundation of the big three is what we start with. And then from there, you layer the tactical strategy on top, which is important. But you can have, like I said, like I had the best strategy in the world for over a decade, but couldn't break past that earnings threshold. And so when we layer the tactical strategy on top of this foundation, this is why women are coming in and having so many quantum leaps. So I love that. I love that. And I agree with you. We did a a podcast series on overcoming under earning. And Mm. we talked about how people just in general, and I'm not saying men or women, people put up roadblocks to their own success because of what we think we deserve, what we feel. And, And so much of it too is simply what we allow ourselves because of maybe some, like you mentioned, something happened to us in the past, some way that we were raised, some mental blockages that we have. And I have a lot of them. And I'm super honest on this podcast about all of them. And I'm on that journey to try to overcome them because I know that as an agency owner, and I have nine people on my staff, I have a great team. We do really, really well. But when my husband and I have these conversations, you know, my, my CPA and I are, are talking about things. Oh, this is how much you're doing this year. We need to make sure we make these arrangements, these allotments. The idea of me taking more income is scary to me. I don't know why. And I've really had to, because I'm really confronting that. I'm really, yeah. truly confronting that because as the business grows, I'm still in the income phase of where I was like three, four, five years ago. You know, and I've done a little bit, I've done a little bit, but I'm still not, you know, taking where I need to be. And I've done a little bit more. And I've learned that if I stair step my way, it makes me more comfortable. Mm -hmm. But I can hear this conversation around so many tables of women having that glass of wine, sitting around, talking about either business, sales, you know, um, even account managers, that as we're looking at being able to talk to new clients, some people are afraid to upsell, cross-sell, account round because they're afraid of opening that up. And I think a lot of that comes down. And I love what you're saying to that subconscious methodology and verbal conversation that we have with ourselves. And I that has just so been brought to my consciousness the last wow. year and a half to two years. Wow. It's yeah. just huge. I appreciate you sharing that because that what you shared about I'm scared to make more income is so big because again, this is where most people they they don't have the level of awareness that you do when they say, oh, if I'm going to make more, I just need to, again, like work harder, deploy a different strategy. And then they get frustrated and they wonder why they're not earning the amount of money they want to make, no matter how hard they work. When we get to the and we like, get exhausted the, and we think we're never going to yes. get anywhere, but at the same point, we are what's holding ourselves back. Yes, exactly. And so the when you have that level of awareness, which you have, which is so empowering, you can look at it. Yeah. And the mind body connection is so powerful too. Like I, I love studying this. I was so disconnected from my body for so long. I sexual assault and all that. Like we have a lot of women in our community who have been through different just different yeah. stuff, right? It, it's life. Sometimes things happen. But our mind-body connection, when we restore that, and we can learn to use our emotions as cues. So your body will tell you when you're thinking something that's not true for you because you experience a negative emotion. Mm-hmm. So it's a powerful indicator of I'm thinking a limiting belief, right? So if we like, if at least you've had the awareness to say, I want to bring in more income, but I'm scared. So you feel that feeling of fear in your body. So then we just have to ask, we just want to ask, well, what's the thought I just thought about making yeah. more income? Like what's the story I'm telling myself about what's scary about it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I'm really hoping that people, because because it's through conversations like this, listening to them, being a part of them, reading a book that then all of a sudden it allows us to, whenever these thoughts come up in our brains, whenever these events come up in our brains to say, Hey, that's what these people were talking about. Or, Hey, that's what this book was talking about, right? Or mm-hmm. this conversation around a table, right? That maybe we're at a conference and you're just having a glass of wine, hanging out. All of a sudden, this one nugget gets in your brain and then it sits there. So I'm I'm really hoping that people who are listening can take that and really allow that to just ruminate. And because whenever those thoughts come up, you know, it's something that we need to make sure that we're aware of, because I think that's that first step. It's so important. Yeah. It's so, so, so important. And sometimes when I share my story, I mean, it, 
the transformation happened so fast for me that I, I was blown away. I was like, wow. you've got to be kidding me. I worked so much harder for six figures than for seven. And the uh-huh. biggest thing, Teresa, and I'll say this for everyone too, because again, it's not that there's not action involved when you're going for a bigger goal. There is a different type of action. It's not more of the same of what you're doing right now. It's usually a stretchy, more expansive type of action that you're taking. But the biggest thing that shifted for me was when I started listening to my thoughts and becoming aware of the stories I was telling myself about making more, um, I realized that I didn't feel worthy of making more. And when I start, when I questioned that, I was like, well, why don't I, it's, you know, no one's going to come tell me I'm good enough. No one's going to come tell me it's time. I'm the only one who can give myself permission for this. And I started practicing thoughts of worthiness and I started practicing feeling worthy as well, which was something I'd never really practiced. That was the biggest shift. And that was when I, once you feel worthy of what you want, that's part of the power of the of your emotions because your subconscious thinks in pictures and emotions. So if we want to get a different result, we've got to actually emotionally connect first with the feeling of what you're looking to create with your goal. So once I started feeling worthy of receiving more and making more, and then from that place was able to access higher levels of consciousness and higher levels of ideas that I could take to grow my business, because we can only think equal to our emotional state. That's neuroscience. Um, from there, again, in six weeks, was able to go from having been stuck and spinning to 10xing my income. So it wasn't more of the same. It was a very different level of consciousness. So one of the biggest, most transformational moments in your life can come when you realize that just because you're thinking a thought, it doesn't mean it's true, which can also get a little out there for people because we believe our thoughts. They're in our voice. They sound like us. But we were all programmed ages zero to seven. We were yeah. under theta brainwave state, essentially under hypnosis. So whatever you heard growing up about how worthy you are, how good you are, what is or isn't possible for you, how money works, any of it, you had to take that in as truth. And that became your programming. The good news is we can rewrite the program if we decide to. Do you feel like men versus women have a harder time rewiring that conversation? What are some of the differences that you've really seen? Because we do have a lot of male listeners and a lot of people that have male um, team members in, in our group. What are the, the the key factors do you see? And I mean, people are different. Everybody's different. Sure. Men are different from men. Women are different from women. Same thing, you know, men and different are just there are a lot of women that, that are more wired, maybe that might be similar to somebody else who might be a male gender. But yeah. what, what do you see in generalities are some of the, the roadblocks that either male versus female or just people have to be able to get over to be, to be able to really be in that place to embrace these? Because I think some of these concepts are maybe outside of our realm of comfortability. Maybe they're things that we haven't really heard of before. And they are really items too that we have to take personal responsibility for. My thoughts are only in my head. I can't blame somebody else for doing something when it's my own brain that's creating this situation. How are you helping and what what do you see with people in that? I feel like it's, I just asked you like 83 different questions. I don't even know how to be able to put it into like a succinct question. <laughs> But especially yeah. men versus women, but then also just personality types. How do you help them to be able to get through some of those challenges? Sure. Well, maybe we can speak men and women first. And I really appreciate that you've got a lot of male listeners. We've got a lot of men who listen to She Sells Radio and they're always like, when are you going to make He Sells Radio? <laughs> so, yeah. It's coming. <laughs> I mean, like we sell radio. But we sell radio. Point, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's the same thing with me. I started off with a real vision for women just because I don't think there's a safe space for women to have some of these conversations. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, I've had so many great conversations with so many different men. And um, we've actually been having a conversation about bringing men on and doing a lot more where we incorporate men into the podcast. And I'm super excited about doing that. We just wanted to make sure we had that safe space for women specifically, you know, just because of, you know, uh, statistically, what is it? 63%, 61, 63% of the industry is women, but Mm. only 18% rise to leadership positions. Mm. So Mm. with that, what we're trying to do is just open up that conversation for for more women to just achieve what they want in sales you know, wherever it is, wherever they are. So I apologize. Go ahead. Take away. No, I love it. I love the movement you're leading. I think it's, it's really, really beautiful and empowering. So I would say it's, it's interesting because these big three we talked about, they apply to everyone. Again, we all 
have crappy beliefs about what is or is it possible for us. We all get to, we could all elevate our wealth consciousness and our relationship with money. We all have masculine and feminine energy, and it's about finding that right alignment for you. What I will say, and this is going to be a broad general statement. So to the point you made before, it's it's not a check the box, one size fits all. However, for most women, the core limiting belief comes down to, am I worthy enough? Am I worth it? For men, it's, do I have what it takes? Oh. Am I good enough? Mm-hmm. I like that. My husband and, and I have this conversation all the time, but I like how you just put it very succinctly. Mm, and I would have to yeah. agree with that. And yeah. I, from the conversations I've had, I know everybody's different, like I said, but right. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and again, you can just check in like most limiting beliefs for like, we can kind of distill them down to some core, whether you call it core wounds or a, a core limiting belief. And we tend to play in those camps, not that there's not different variations. Um, but for women, one of the biggest things that I do work with them on immediately when they come in is getting comfortable receiving. Mm-hmm. We don't realize that we actually block receiving money because of past things that have happened when receiving that didn't feel safe or good. So whether it's, again, whether it's unwanted attention, whether it's sexual trauma, whether it's there was always a contingency when you received money from your parents, like you got to be a good girl, you got to show, show up, whatever. I've got a lot of stories of women in the community where they received something and there was a backlash. There was trauma. There was something that didn't feel good in relation to that. And so because of that, we actually, we hold back from asking for what we want. We hold back from feeling worthy of receiving what we want. And so with women, we really work on getting them into a very open, available position to receive, right? Because you'll only, again, you're only going to receive what you feel worthy of receiving. For men, it's really about helping them feel validated regardless of their results. And this is important. I was working with a male client of mine about a year ago, and he was launching his own business. And I said, how much do you want to make this year? And he was like a million dollars. I said, great. I don't have a judgment on what's big, what's small. I don't care. I just, but I wanted to ask why. I always want to know why you want to make it. And he sat back and he really checked in and he said, I could kind of see his shoulders like slump. Mm-hmm. And he said, to finally feel good enough. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I really appreciated his honesty in that moment because I used to do that too. When we're seeking money or sales results or business results from a place of when I hit this, then I'll feel good enough. It's never going to be enough. You'll hit it and then you still won't feel good enough and it'll be the next. So there's this concept that I teach in our community called selling from wholeness, which is when we do that inner work to feel whole, complete, worthy, expansive, abundant, like the next level version of you who already has what you want, whether that's a seven figure agency, whether it's an eight figure agency, whatever it is, what you're actually seeking in that is a feeling, any goal we have, what we actually want is a feeling. So what are you seeking? Is it a feeling of freedom, abundance, worthiness, love, et cetera. So we do the work to help you align energetically with the version of you who actually has that end goal. You start to feel Mm -hmm. so whole and so good that from that place, our sales experience is very different. If I'm sitting on a sales call with you, Teresa, and I'm like, I'm nervous about whether I'm going to have enough money this month, or I have fear of being rejected. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm bracing. I don't even want to ask for the sale or for the business because what if you say no? What does that mean about me? It's a very different experience than when you can get on a sales call with someone and really be in the energy of like, I am good. Like I am whole. I am worthy. I'm validated. I don't need that from anyone outside of me. From that place, let me show up and be of service. From that place, let me show up and actually listen to hear what this person needs. And if it's something I can help with, I'm going to tell them. And if it's something I can't, then I'm going to refer them elsewhere. Either way, it doesn't have anything on me. I'm good either way. So it's a radically different experience. And people might think, oh, I won't sell as much. You'll actually sell way more because people read your energy. It's very, very different. I kind of took that in a, a down a rabbit hole from what you asked. No, but hopefully yeah, that, no, but I, I agree that with that. I think that's. Mm, there's just so much there. Just the, the, the worthiness piece, I think is 
we don't think about what we do for a living or what we do in that way coming from so much of who we are. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Yeah, it's 100% tied. Every single time. I was talking to a um, client earlier this week. We had a group call and she's in insurance. And she was like, every time something goes wrong with a carrier, like why? Like she was like, I lose it. And she was like, I'm down and out. I'm, I'm like in emotional turmoil and it's incre- it's impacting her productivity. It's impacting how she shows up at work. And she thought it was just about what was going on with the carrier. But when we got under the hood, it was a story she was telling herself from way back when she was a little girl that she wasn't good enough. Mm. And so she was then telling herself in these moments when these things happened with the carrier, like, oh, I must have made a mistake. I'm not good enough. So it was creating feelings of anxiety, overwhelm, blame, shame. And because neurologically, we can only think to the level of our emotional state, she couldn't take any powerful actions to resolve the issue in that state. So solving the problem would take so long because she'd be down and out for the day before she could come back and fix it. So when we got under the hood and realized, like we looked at, is that really true? Is it really true that you're not good enough? Is it really true that you're too old? Is it really true that this was your fault? She was like, no, none of it's actually true. So she's now telling herself a different story and she's going to be practicing that. And I already know because it's how it works. She's going to be able to quickly move through issues that come up at work and at at home as well, because she now has a different self-concept. Because our results will never supersede our identity. So if we want a different result, we got to create a different self-image and self-concept of someone who handles things differently, thinks about ourselves differently and responds differently. Now, this is really, I think, so much deeper than just sales coaching. I think, you know, we we enter the conversation with sales, right? <laughs> and I think we've gone into so many deeper points of being a whole entity that is healthy, that is, and I think that if we want to be able to mentor other people, if we want to be able to be a light in this industry, you know, I think a lot of people can go out there and they can grind and they can hustle, right? And they can make a certain amount of money. And I think there's a lot of people that can grind and hustle, they can make a ton of money, right? I think there's a lot of people who can do the grind and the hustle in a way that they can make whatever numbers. But I love the fact too, that what you're saying is even though you may make those numbers, you're still not going to be happy. It's never going to be enough. So what you're really talking about is, is deeper than just sales coaching. It is so much more. And I think, I don't know that I've seen very many, if any, really, I'm going to be very honest, if any, but very few, if any, I mean, I know there's a lot of sales coaching programs out there that talk about mental toughness, that talk about getting over your junk, right? That talk about mm. getting over your mental garbage, but they don't go in. It's more along the lines of stepping over your mental garbage mm. and getting beyond. It's not, but it's not healing your mental garbage. Does, yeah. does that make sense? I see that as very unique in what I'm hearing from you versus a lot of other sales programs. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. And I, I spent many years, even when I first left corporate and when I decided to go into sales coaching, I was more in that first camp that you just talked about. And I rose up the ranks and became a partner in this big um, eight-figure international sales coaching firm. And we, uh, what I saw there was the strategies were still like the same that I'd been taught in corporate. And to your point, Teresa, it was like, oh, why can't you just get over it? It's kind of like getting over your mental garbage. There's an inherent energy in that of shame of like, I, sh- yeah. I shouldn't yeah. I shouldn't have to deal with this. Like, why do I keep bumping up against this? Why do I keep doing this? And that's a really big it's, thing too. When you don't heal it, you keep bumping up exactly against it. it. And I think that's where so much burnout comes from. Because I know that when you talk about this one lady who just the carrier, she was so upset. Yeah. There's so many times that I'll get a call. <clears throat> somebody's canceling their policy for whatever reason. Yeah. 
And 99.99999% of the time, it has nothing to do with me. Nothing. They're making a decision because of whatever they have in their world that they need to make this decision from, right? It's commercial. I have one guy, really good client. We've had him for about 18 years. Love, 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 love him. He's going into uh, defense work, right? And so Mm -hmm. he just needs a different type of policy. And most of my carriers will not work with people who will do government defense work. And, you know, it's not personal, but we were taking a little bit longer. We were trying to figure out, but we didn't know we didn't, we didn't know what we didn't know because we don't work in that space. We're not specialty to that environment, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. He found somebody who's very specialty to that environment, who got him taken care of very, very quickly while we're still hunting and pecking and trying around to figure out what people will and will not do. Because even when they say they'll do it, well, they'll only do it up to this limit or they'll only do it up to this. And you know, you don't know what you don't know till you get in there. And so you're working and you're hunting and you're, 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 you're entering, you're gathering, you're doing all these sales things. Right. And then somebody else, and he goes, and he had a very good point. He's like, this is not the end of this. This is only going to get worse. And I just need an insurance agency that just is an expert in this field. It's not about me, but my mental junk gets going and going and going. Right. And it's hard because if you step over it, that's all you're going to do for the rest of your life is constantly lifting the leg and stepping over, lifting, stepping, lifting, stepping. And there's a lot of work in that. Whereas if we can work to be able to heal that space, we don't have to lift and work and step over anymore. We can just flow through it. And I think that's where a lot of that burnout mentally comes from, is that effort to constantly step over everything Mm. all the time. You know, I mean, I have that mental junk in my head yesterday when I got this email from this client. You know, I'm like, what did we do? We weren't good enough. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. Realistically, we didn't have the tools to be able to do the things that we wanted to. We could have taken care of them with with more time and with a whole lot of hunt pecking and a whole lot of work, right? But the reality is, is that he got it done probably better than we were able to do it anyway. And I need to bless him to go do what he needs to do best for him and his family and his career. And I know that, but in my head, I'm still having to step over that mental. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's so good. It's like everything you're saying, I'm like, amen, amen, amen. So to your point, it's so empowering when we can get under the hood of the emotion or the story that you're telling, right? So in that moment, because anyone in sales can relate to that where a client cancels and you're like, oh, it was me. I'm not good yeah. enough. Right. So we check in with what's the story that you're telling yourself. And here's the thing, until you heal that story and actually start believing a different story, you will continue to attract experiences like that because that's your subconscious programming. And the whole job of the subconscious mind is you've got the part of the mind called the reticular activating system. It's a filter that allows in events, ideas, inspiration, actions that are in alignment with your belief system about who you are. So if you have a belief that there's not enough clients, there's not enough money, that's going to be your experience. The reticular activating system will block you from having ideas that would get that would have you take actions that would actually get to a point of enough clients and enough money. Or if you have a belief system that I'm not good enough, guess what? You're going to have events happen yeah. where you feel that. So when we can, I love what you said about it's actually healing it versus just continuing to step over it. Because once we can just deal with it and address it and create a new program in your mind, whether it's, I am good enough, there's, uh, you know, a program of abundance, there's more than enough clients. I have this concept I call abundant selling versus scarcity selling. So abundant selling is the type of selling that feels really good to all of us (laughs) because we're coming from that energy of abundance. Once you create that belief system, you could have that exact same experience and say, Good. I'm so glad you're going to go find what you need. I know there's when one client leaves, it's actually making space for someone who's even better and more aligned for me. And I bet it wouldn't take you out for as long of just dealing with the emotional refractory period of that so that you could be more focused and continuing to go towards your goals, right? And continue to expand and be available for the next great client to come in, right? So we've all done that. I love how vulnerable and open you are because I've had the exact same experiences. And it's really empowering when you learn how to 
shift this once and for all in your life? Well, I always tell people the, the podcast is for me. I, this is my therapy. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I do my show too. I'm like, I, I want all the coaching from people. I'm always like, you know, I get, I get more out of this than I think anybody else yeah. does. If nobody else does, I'm okay with it. You know, I just, it's, this is all about me. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. But now, but I do find that there's so many conversations that we have whenever you get people together to be able to do that. Now, so tell us a little bit we, I know we, we've delved into so much of this already, and but you have a program, Superhuman Selling. And I and I know that this is such a, a core foundational piece of it, but I really want to hear about the entire program. Tell me a little bit about how you partner with people to be able to help them. You mentioned earlier asking them what their goals are. What do they want to achieve? And then working through some of those things that might be a challenge to them, but Tell me a little bit about the entire program and how you work through your superhuman selling program to be able to help people overcome all this. Because this is a lot of like this is stuff people have years and years and years of therapy for, not to mention the sales piece of it. Yeah. Oh my, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so fun. And I'm, I'm big on get whatever support you need. So if someone is in therapy and that's feeling good and getting them the results, they're going for like, keep going. I will say we have quite a few members of our community who come in and they're like, I've been in therapy for years. I don't feel like I need it anymore. They're like, they're free. They suddenly feel free. So with that, so our specialty and our focus is helping driven, high achieving entrepreneurs and sales professionals who want to expand to six or seven figures, um, but do it without burnout, hustle, exhaustion, overwhelm helping them dramatically increase their results in a very different way. So we love doing that. Our signature programs. And so we have men in our community too, which I love. I actually do private coaching with quite a few men and I love, 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 love my men. We're launching more programs that aren't as specific to women coming up in the next year. So I would just say, stay tuned, but also please reach out if you're a man and you're listening, because we do have programs to support you. Our two signature programs are one is called the 10K Club. So it's our group coaching program. That's for women who want to break 10K months. And then we have a high level mastermind as well, the 50K Club, which is for women who are already at six figures and they want to scale to multi six or seven. In both the programs, we start, and this is really the key to superhuman selling. We build on this foundation first of the big three. So we help you actually get clear on what's been holding you back for so long from getting what you want. Who do you get to become to step into to have what you want? And we help you align with that really incredible best version of you. And then from that place, again, we layer tactical strategy on top of that to help you achieve your business and your revenue goals. So I am a big believer in you making as much money as you possibly can imagine and want, because I think money is a very good thing. I think it's really important for us to have as much of it as we want and need. And it's really about how are you making it? And is it coming from that place of never feeling good enough and striving and hustling and great? Because then it's it's a very different experience versus when you actually align with the most abundant version of yourself. And from that place, you'll make way more money, but it's going to be way more fun and it's going to be faster too. So that's uh, that's our specialty. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so, oh gosh. So what if, what if you, so you said you have the two major masterminds, one's getting you to 10K a month, correct? Mm-hmm. Ish. Yep. And then the other one is getting you to other goals, like uh, beyond the 10K, right? And maybe yeah. 20K a month or even, so does it all revolve? And I know it doesn't because of this conversation we've already had, but I know that money is important, right? And mm-hmm. I love the fact that what you're saying is we have to love money in in a mm-hmm. way that's not healthy, Right. Not love money because anything can be an addiction. Anything can be an addiction. Anything can be destructive, right? Um, I mean, there can be people who, you know, from a female perspective, right, who 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 starve themselves to be able to have a certain type of body structure, right? There are people who can spend way more money than they need to on plastic surgery when they were amazing and beautiful as they were before, and they can, you know, mess things up or do whatever. Maybe not mess things up, but just do things they didn't necessarily need to do. I think that we need to take that into consideration with money is that we choose to use it. And I like that because it also goes with that alignment piece of being at peace and being happy that if we can see money as a tool for getting our lives where we want it to go and maybe even a tool to give back to our economy. I know that I had a guy that I used to 
he was kind of sort of a coach in a different industry, not really kind of sort of, we kind of had synergistic industries and we helped each other professionally as well. But he would always say, I want to make money so that I can give more money. I think people can look at what our passions are and we can say the money allows us to pursue our passions. It doesn't mean the money has to be for Lamborghinis or things that we may not necessarily define that maybe society defines as awesome and amazing. We have to remember that we are, I love the poem Invictus, right? Out of the dark, uh, out of the dark that covers me, black as a pole from pit to pit. I think whatever God there may be for my unconquerable soul. And mm. I think about that all the time. I probably got a little bit wrong. If you love the Invictus, I, I think the beginning of it was a little rocky, but we have to think about our unconquerable, unconquerable soul as being individual and unique for who we are. And we can set that roadmap for what the money can do for us. That the money is a tool. The money is a point of power to do whatever it is we want to do. If that's give back to our favorite charities, if that's to be able to hire more team members, be able to create more sustainable jobs. I love the idea of bringing in, um, I have a passion for single parents that come on in and work with me and giving them a strong, safe place that they can still be completely a parent and completely a team member. I don't think people need to choose that space. I think that people need the freedom to pursue education and support. And to me, the money that my business makes and or I make fuels that conversation just as much as it does what I take home on a personal level. So I think I love the fact that what you're saying is make the money you want to make, but also have that goal and that dream in mind for what you're going to do with it. Because it's really that dream of what we're going to do that creates that happy place for us to be in alignment with where we want to be able to be. Because money itself does not create happiness. It's what we can do with the money and where we can go with the money that I think is what people really need to get on board with. Because I think money can be, this is probably my limiting views. I'm so sorry if I'm undoing or I'm- I'm Oh, good. No, this is great. But um, (laughs) I love it. I just feel like to me, money is not as much of a driving force as what I I can Mm. do with the money. And Mm -hmm. for me, I want to be able to create that number. But then underneath that number, I need to know what I want to be able to achieve because I want to use it to be able to take my family on vacations. I want that time with my family relaxing. I want them to be able to tell my team, don't worry about it. Go to that, you know, holiday party. I want to be able to say, go spend the time with your kid. Go pick them up. I don't just go do it now. You know, I don't want to nickel and dime my team's time. I don't want to nickel and dime their heart and their goals where they want to be. I want everyone to feel that abundance. And I think by having those money goals, for those people that maybe are not like a number driven, it's a lifestyle, it's a mentality, it's a, it's a, it's a, it opens up people to be able to usher in what they truly desire. And I think that's what we have to also kind of keep in mind that I love that you've said so many times is what do you want? How do you want it? And then how can we help you get there? And I think yeah. that's super important, but we have to know that number that will get, help us get there. I think a lot of people feel a lot of shame and assume, assuming a number. I think because mm. for me to say, oh, I want to make $250,000 a year. I feel like that's a lot to me. Like in my head, mm. that feels like a lot. But there was a time that 150 felt like a lot, you know, yeah. but then when you hit that 150, you're like, oh, well, this is nice. And, um, but if I make 250, then I could do this, right? Yeah. Or then I could, like, my husband's older than me. He's 14 years older than me. And I think about what if he never had to touch his retirement because we mm. are able to live off of what I make and still do all the things that we want to do, right? What if his retirement maybe could be just for traveling? What if, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, but once we achieve one, like you said, I'm not happy there because of the fact that I know I could do more. But yet the next feels really scary. So we have to kind of reproject that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much good in what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> like, where do I even want to go with this? Um, man. Yeah. There's this, it's, that's part of why we created the 50 K club because mm. I used to think I was like, Oh, if I can just say six, six figures, I'm good. I'm set. And this is no shade to 
anyone where that's their goal. Cause that's the, that's the first place we want to get our clients because you can do a lot with that. And yeah. what happens for most people is you get there and you realize this isn't what it used to be. <laughs> there's more I want to do. Right. So there's this concept of divine discontent, which is where we are grateful for what we have, but we're not satisfied because you are energetically programmed to expand. So my, my personal belief is that is the divinity within you wanting to expand, to experience more of life, fuller expression and expansion. That's actually what money is for energetically is for your fullest expansion and expression. So when you realize that if you want more money, what you actually want at its core is freedom. It's a very different situation because we can also put, I love what you said about money. I completely agree. Money is the how to the vision. So money is the tool to help you accomplish your vision. And when we make money, the goal itself, that's when we can be in that energy of it's never enough or validation. Now, when we have a why to the money, very powerful. And again, like I said, like I want to help people expand to whatever level they want to expand yeah. to. Cause I do believe in unlimited abundance. And I believe that that's your birthright if you choose and everyone's definition of abundance is going to be different. I believe in having the freedom to do what I want, when I want, however I want it. And that so it to is. me is abundance. Yeah. And so it is exactly. And that's going to feel, that's going to be a different number for me than for somebody else. Yeah. So I'd say the majority of the members of our community are wanting to create a life and a a self-expression that's going to require somewhere between the six and seven figure mark. So we, 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 that's kind of how we position our programs. But to your point, which I love, it's about what is the fullest expression of you? And then what's that amount that's going to be required? And let's, let's help you pull it in and help you create it, but in a way that feels incredible and great. And, um, and where you actually enjoy the journey along the way because you fall so in love with who you become in the process. So that's my heart. Falling in love with who you become in the process. Yeah. Wow. If everybody could just have that. I mean, that right there almost is like, I just want to end on that note. I don't know. I just, I don't feel like there is more of that. Loving who you become. I love that. I love that. And I love the whole concept of that whole, perfect, complete, exactly as you are coming to the table to do what you are intended to do. Yeah. That's it. That's it. You get everything you want. You come from that energy. I love you it. do. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Well, Lisa, people want to reach out to you. If people want to connect with you, if people want to learn more about your programs, if people want to be able to just research you, see what all you're doing out there, maybe attend something that you are speaking at, do some awesome things to be able to connect with you. How can people work with you and connect with you? Thank you so much. I so appreciate this opportunity. Uh, so I'm Addie Lee Sarcher on all social. I'm most active on LinkedIn and Instagram. And uh, EliseArcher.com is the hub of all the things we have. There's a great um, abundance mini course in the upper right-hand corner of the site too that someone can take that's very low ticket and um, a really, really like fun deep dive into a lot of what we talked about today. So they'll get a lot more out of that. And yeah, you can send a DM on social or send a message through the website. We'd love to support however we can. So thank you again for the opportunity. I love it. And just so that everybody is clear, you do work with a lot of insurance agents. You do know and understand the the insurance base. I mean, I know a lot of people like, oh, sales is sales. And it is to a large degree. I just also think that with insurance and right now with the market the way it is and so forth in a lot of different areas. I think knowing the insurance industry and kind of the items that are going on within it is also an important piece for conversation and connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Quite a few of our clients are insurance, financial services. So we love serving and supporting clients in those industries. So yeah, quite a, a good grasp of it. Yeah. I love it. Well, Elise, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been awesome. Right up my alley. Honestly, I just got back from a little mini getaway and I needed this to be able to re-energize myself. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Well, everybody, this has been another awesome and amazing episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. And I hope that you got as much out of this as I did. Um, Do make sure that you check her out at EliseArcher.com, E-L-Y-S-E. Archer, A-R-C-H-E-R.com, all one word. I've personally been trolling her website this whole time, talking to her. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm in love with this whole concept. So make sure you check it out. 
We need a little extra good juju right now in the world. We need a little extra uh, believing in abundance and that everything is going to work itself out and that we just need to make sure that we find that joy, we latch onto it, and we run with it. So thank you so much, Elise. This has been great. But people, if you do want to hear more amazing stories from amazing women all over the insurance space, check us out every single Wednesday on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the great places. Okay. And everybody have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is. To, to fix a problem, the first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.